Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Coming up on TMS, Q&T non. Booby Frankenboogers talks about wooden satellites. Chrysler, the Redeemer, transform and roll out. My echo was misbehaving, so I punched her. Podcasting is just microphone collecting for people who like to talk. Beans, beans, millions of beans. Jesus saves with coupons, and so can you. We supply wood. Harry yeah. Chasm of Pete Townsend's armpit. Leave the chat and ascend to a higher plane. Punch your echo. Utah infection. Roy Orbison becomes Catwoman. Tumor of passive aggressiveness with Wendy and more on this episode of the morning stream did taylor swift actually predict covid three years before it happened no she did not i hope every one of you get uncontrollable explosive diarrhea americans can be very useful this is the morning stream Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to TMS. As the song indicates, this is the morning stream for Thursday, April 15th, 2021. I'm Scott Johnson. Brian Ibbett over there. Hello, Brian. Hi there. How are you? I'm all right. I'm a little tired. Slept like crap. It's really windy and high pressure and uh, strange right now in the weather. And uh, mm-hmm. I can't sleep when it's like that. So I can't do it. Aww. Just tossed and turned all night. Leaned over. Oh, I did have a dream, though. And I, mm-hmm. and I punched my echo so hard. <laughs> I don't think it works anymore. I think it. Oh broke. no! Really? Yeah, I <laughs> oh, literally. I like rolled over and and for some reason in this dream was swinging. I'm glad it was the other direction and not toward Kim because yeah, I was feeling really Kim. bad. Oh my god! No kidding. But you I were smacked. protecting Kim from the echo. <laughs> exactly right. So I my full fist punched the. It's the it's the original echo, the tall one. And, oh, gotcha! Um, right, right. The big tall cylinder. Yeah, yeah. and I whacked that. That's thing. got a good. It's got a good surface area for punching. Oh, big time, big time. So <laughs> Way better than the little puck. <laughs> <laughs> it goes flying across the room, and I haven't it even unplugged. I haven't had a chance to plug it in and check it, but uh, wow. yeah, it may not work now. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I've had it since like day one, right? I think it was like a week one launch version of the Echo. It wouldn't be that big You're going to walk into the room. Please don't hit me. Please don't hit me. <laughs> I promise I'll stay with you, but please right. don't hit me. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to create that kind of relationship with uh, with the A word. It's but, telling uh, Siri that it ran into a door. Right? Yeah, on all the other. Uh-huh. <laughs> what's her name? Uh, Microsoft. What's her name on the Microsoft one? Uh, the Halo lady. Oh, Cortana. Cortana's like, I can get you out of there. I know people. Right. 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 <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
tell me what's really going on. Yeah. And by the way, <laughs> this is not us making fun or life of domestic no. abuse. Oh, no. Okay. All right. I just want to clear that up before you get your little email hands all warmed up and your knuckles cracked. All right. Call right. me up, everybody. It's a little joke. All right. So I punch my echo and that's fine. But let me tell you what. Uh, the wind is kicking up all the dust. So I'm all stuffy and freaking, you know, mm. weird that way. Uh, I'm annoyed because I just found out some friends of mine uh, up the street are uh, uh, taking a some kind of Bahamas trip uh, unvaccinated. And I'm just annoyed that people oh, are like, geez. ah, we're going anyway, man. Screw you. We may be being. And I'm like, they also could have had the shots by now. They just aren't bothering to worry about it. So I'm annoyed with them. Really? Yeah. Are they, but they're not anti. They just are lazy. Yeah. Kind of like, like they'll, they'll get the vaccine, but they really don't care when they get it. I think so. I don't know. They're just sort of me. The only good thing today was we went outside and Tesla man waved at us. That's the only good news today. Tesla man waved. <laughs> Tesla man brightening your day. That yeah. seems like, what is this? Upside down land? I know. Superman Bizarro is the uh, Bizarro man. Now we can't, we don't know what to do, but, uh, uh, but yeah, he uh, like neighbor across street. Yeah, <laughs> he is good. My car <laughs> run on electricity. <laughs> uh, so anyway, it's just a weird morning, a weird night, and I'm grumpy, but not for TMS. TMS cheers me up. I have a good time on here. So yeah. chat room, uh, uh, thank you for being a part of that and, and being here live with us today. We we appreciate it. And everybody at home, you guys are great. You're pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> Leninade, where'd so, you get uh, that number? 50% of Republicans and 80% of Utahns won't vaccinate? That's not correct at all. We're is way... that really? I heard the, the only statistic I've heard about that is one out of five people across the country are refusing to get the vaccine. Well, that I could see. That sounds about right. Yeah. But, 50, but, I, but 80% of Utahns, I guess he's probably joking there. Um, <laughs> we're, we're doing good here. We got like a high rate of, uh, of overall vaccination completion stuff. And um, I forgot what the total adult vaccination, fully vaccination rate was as of last week, but it was it was freaking freaking high. So um, as of twenty, as of April fourteenth, uh, thirty thousand vaccinations and no new COVID deaths in Utah. Very good. That's very good, right? It's pretty good. Yes, for our little state. And then uh, uh, oh, as the quantum feline says, there was a poll this morning saying forty three percent of Republicans won't vaccinate. Is that true? Wow. Why? Why? I mean, you know, if it's one out of five Americans, you've got to figure it maybe skews one direction or the other, right? So, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, I don't yeah. want to blame it all all on my former party, but uh, they seem like they maybe are on the wrong side of history over there with their vaccination decisions. Is my guess. So, uh, <laughs> uh, well, and so I was looking up the numbers. I did see, uh, but at, this is as of March. This is a month ago, and you guys probably have ramped up since then. Good reasons why Utah ranks last for percentage of fully vaccinated adults. Oh, we're ranked last? <laughs> is that true? You were you were in the beginning of March. Specifically, 6.1% of Utahns were fully vaccinated as of, um, as of the beginning of March. However, Ooh. I did see that number... Uh, crank way up in the last, like in the in the more recent news articles. Well, uh, that's good that so. we're up. I thought we were. I thought we were all we were all good on the on the stuff. You I also guess. you also have a bunch of numbers like um, you know thirty percent of Utahns are younger than eighteen. 
Oh, well, if that's skewing the, the data, average, yeah, we always have yeah, young kids. We're, we're overloaded with kids here. That's yeah, our that deal. skews the numbers. That skews the numbers down. Yeah, if that's what they're comparing it, or if, if, the, if those numbers are in the math, then that math is effed. You know, it's Fox 13. So it's. Oh, uh, okay. Our local Fox know. 13 affiliate. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. They're not associated with the Fox Fox people, but they're. No, no, not the Fox Fox people. They're also no. not the best local news either. They're okay. <laughs> I haven't watched that stuff in a while. I shouldn't say, but uh, yeah. Anyway, I'm. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I hope we keep going though. We got to keep them up. Keep them up, everybody. Get in there. Get it done. Yep. Exactly. And don't go to the Bahamas until you get vaccinated. Come on, let's not spread this nonsense to other countries and islands, especially islands, especially Bahamas, man. Yeah. This lady and her. I don't her this lady and her new and her new COVID? husband. They don't listen to this show, so it'll be okay. We're not gonna. Okay. Good. Yeah. All right. Uh, hey, you know what uh, I did last night? What'd you do? Continuing on the preparing for the oscar trail one of one of my favorite things and tina's uh, favorite things to do every year is to watch all of the shorts watch watch the shorts yeah watch the um shorts. <laughs> watch eat, eat my shorts um so like the live action shorts the animated shorts and the documentary shorts because it's kind of like what we see sometimes with america's next top podcaster how um, when you're forced to do tell your story in a more confined area, mm-hmm. it concentrates all the really important parts and leaves out all the fluff and crap. Mm. Like, you know, maybe maybe Snyder, maybe Zack Snyder should have gone the other way with Justice <laughs> League and made it a short. Yeah. Just saying. I don't think you're wrong. But uh, so we started watching the live action shorts and there are a couple um, already amazing ones. I should have looked these up to see if they're on. Um, I never look at those. Uh, I need to do that. On YouTube. I need to make. They're that really, really good. And for thing. thirty bucks, yeah. if you've got a an independent movie chain in your area, for thirty bucks, you can get a bundle that's got all the live action, animated, and documentary all in one. Um, that that'll watch. You can play it on your Chromecast, your Apple TV, your whatever. Oh, that's cool. I want to watch that. So we have. So we have landmark. If you go to shorts.tv, uh, you should be able to figure out like what you've got in your in your um, area. But it's um, yeah, it's part of for us. It's landmark movie theaters. They're like a, um, a local independent movie chain, and so they're saying, yeah, we're showing in our theaters. But you know, if you want to buy it and watch it at home, thirty bucks will give you the bundle of all fifteen or or eighteen, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's true of animated uh, shorts. shorts and all that too. Like I can get it. Yeah, all included in that bundle. Oh my god! Um, so far, we've only watched the live action ones, and like I said, there are some incredible ones. There is one I wanted to see the um, the names. Let's see here. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, feeling through, absolutely incredible. Mm. Feeling through. Uh, feeling through. Okay. Um, it's a oh, a, is it like I'm guy. feeling through with this? I'm through with it. I'm feeling th- through. Is that it? Sort or? of. It's a kind of a little play. Okay. Uh, a guy in New York um, uh, befriends late at night, befriends a blind and deaf person. Oh, and helps him get where he's going. Oh, that's cool. Oh, like only. feeling through. Okay, feeling through. Got it. But I mean, it's you know, it means it's like one of these multiple things, multiple meanings. Sure. Um. Uh. Wide Eye, which is the Israeli submission, we didn't find as good. Just didn't make any sense. Two Distant Strangers is like a Groundhog Day in a short, in a 25-minute short, Mm. and it's really good. Mm. And then The Present from Palestine was um, 
uh, was really good. From who? Oh, Palest- From who? Pal- Palestine. Oh, Palestine. 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 Stein, it's all the same. Palestinians. Um, the Palestinians. <laughs> Palestinians from Palestine. That's cool. Is it? Uh, that's got the, the the subtitles. Yeah, I assume. Uh, yes, but um, very f- like the story is told without much dialogue, mm. and it's about a uh, a father and his daughter who are crossing the border to go get some groceries and a present for his wife, and um, the troubles that they're that they run into. Um, with uh, Arab-only entrances and exits versus uh, Palestinian entrances and exits. Oh, interesting! Hard-hitting content, then. It is. It's really, really good. So those are the live, those are four of the five live actions. We still have one left to watch, but um, uh, so far these always these never disappoint. They're always like really, really good. Like I say, because they have to condense all of the important parts of the the story into a. 30 minute or less package i think so many there's so many people who just never get to see these because they just don't seek them out yeah. like they hear about them yeah. at the awards they know they exist they just don't get it, it's almost like they're there but they're not there so it's cool mm-hmm. that there's a, a way to get those yeah totally trust me folks seek them out it's like watching five really good movies in the in the course of uh an hour and a half that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. a, that's the way we want things in this world. Zach's uh, opposite. It's the anti Snyder cut, is what that is. It is exactly. Uh, and yeah, Anna Krakatow. It's funny. Yeah, I've seen the trailer for Army of the Dead, and I'm laughing because <laughs> it looks. So uh, I'll good. be in Vegas the day that comes out. Oh, I love it. So I, know. I think we're going to download it and watch it. Actually, we're currently. Should I say that we're what we're currently discussing? I, yeah, I think it's okay. We're we are thinking about. Um, it's not a hundred percent solid yet so don't you know don't 100 percent count on it but we're, we are thinking about sacking it just as like a brand new release on film sack i think that would be fun yeah our first ever like <laughs> sacking a week old movie yeah i think the closest we got was probably star wars um the, well what was the first jj one i forget the name of it now force awakens a force awakens i think did we, we did force awakens like two weeks later or something didn't we do that I don't remember film sacking Force Awakens. Did we really? I thought we did. Hold on. Am I am I thinking of this wrong? It really could be just my brain. Hold on. Uh, um, Force. It was a spoiler episode. Is that what it was? Yeah, there it is. Star Wars Episode 7. Our big spoiler episode of Episode 7 of Star Wars. Normal people call it Star Wars The Force Awakens. Uh, t- Monday, uh, the 21st of December, 2015. So, like, what, two we weeks did. after release? Yeah. Yeah, so that's this would funny. be the closest we've done to that. Uh, I mean, I guess was it a was it an actual film sack or was it just the four of us? I mean, I guess it's always the four of us just yabbering on about crap. Well, let's see. I'm gonna but, hit play um, here. Let's see what it does. I got because uh, obviously we can't have clips. We can still do as well. Yeah, two movies. <laughs> here it is. Two movies, yeah. Well, you can do the little side stories too. The Rogue One and the uh, the book. yeah, that's a regular episode. We didn't watch huh. along or anything. We just did a full on like. Uh, yeah, it's an hour and a half or hour and thirty eight minutes. We probably didn't. I didn't do clips because this was a theater only thing. So there was no way to do those, right? Yeah, and it was only an hour and thirty. But imagine, you know, short. we can still talk about chicks in the bucket. We can still talk about <laughs> yeah, what gross got out the most. Yep, twenty fifteen, baby. There was only one movie that mattered that year. We all know what it was. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, all right. That's awesome. Uh, shorts, everybody. Get them. Get your shorts yeah, while they're available. Look at the shorts. Shorts.tv to find out where you can uh, stream them in your area. And I think they're going to be, they will be on Amazon Prime for rental or Apple TV Plus or whatever for rental pretty soon. So, gotcha. Um, yeah. 
Fantastic. Um, all right. Well, guess what, everyone? It's time for a little bit of science in your diet. Science! I mean, we gave you a little science this morning about, you know, we talked viruses and things like that, but we need more. And to do that, we play this. I think science is cool. Is it, though? Well, we'll find out today with our regular science expert guest man, <laughs> Bobby Frankenberger, who's now off of vacation and home, finally, in front of his real his real microphone. Although, I think you just sort That's of right. took it with you, right? You sort of traveled with your stuff? I, I brought another one. I'm, I have a problem... Uh, where I buy lots of microphones. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Welcome I just to had, <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Um, so uh, and uh, so yeah, I just had another microphone. It was actually it's a nice. You anybody who wants to get a nice entry level USB microphone, it's a ATR twenty. It's an Audio Technica twenty one hundred. Oh, that's um, a good one, huh? It was my first. Uh, sort of real microphone and it's great quality. Yeah, you sounded for, great um, in the times I heard you while you yeah, were uh, remote. Uh, yeah, the other. So you it's know, weird. You either buy a lot of microphones when you're a podcaster, like I did early on, and then once you find one you love, you never buy another one. Yeah, yeah. It's this, this one, this yeah. Heil, which we all, all three of us have exactly the same one. Yeah, these PR40. <laughs> why really? don't we? Why don't we all just start here, podcasters? By the way, yeah. um, I figured out. You know, here's the secret to making money with your podcast. Quit spending money on equipment for your podcast. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's not the, the important part. The important part is the content. The, <laughs> right, the equipment exactly. will come later. Uh, but yeah, but, like but the, the don't PR you also feel that? Um, yeah, don't you ahead. also feel that or find that the people who tell you to stop spending money on your podcast are people who have already spent money <laughs> yeah. on their podcast? <laughs> yeah, so totally. yeah. Yeah, it seems like advice that comes from experience and, and it's like wisdom, but they're also in a privileged position. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Sure. Nobody, look, uh, the PR, the PR40s, these high L microphones, which everyone I know uses, uh, they're not cheap. This is like a $400 or something yeah. plus microphone. And yeah. uh, you you don't start, de- you know, if you're going to, I'm going to po- podcast for fun. And I'm going to go spend $500 on them. Nobody does mm-hmm. that. So no, start yeah. small, work your way up. Exactly. It's fine. That's true. Start with an SM58 and then go to the Heil. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. BioCow's throwing in a vote for Blue Snowball. Uh, he thinks that, that's a cool mic. It's all right. does the job. Yeah. It's all right. gets it done. Mm-hmm. I just don't like the ball. <laughs> I don't mind the ball. I, don't I just like don't like that it seems to pick up a lot more room noise, even if you've got it set to... It's one of those condenser mics. Yeah. Singular directional, yeah. Over here I got the I got a blue microphone, but it's one of those um what's it called? Oh, I forgot the name. A Yeti? Yeti, thank you. It's the yep. Yeti style, but the World of Warcraft branded one. I use that exclusively on my PC now, and I really like that thing. So there's another one that's mm. eh, it's about two hundred, but it'll it'll get a lot of stuff done that you're trying to do. Anyway, cool. well, now that we've had microphones, that talk, all science? That's yeah, not that's science. That's it. That's right? it for the science. We're about? Yeah, yeah, science there's, is there's done. Science in there. Science of sound. Um, no, for real. <laughs> we're going to talk about science, and we're going to talk about. Okay, so Brian, correct me if I'm wrong, but I swear we touched on this once as a news article way back, not way back, but some time ago. We talked about a, a satellite that was made out of wood. That's right. And we, we were like, we, we sang the Young MC song, I think, while we did it. I think too. we might have. And we were like, hee, 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 wood, it's a wood <laughs> thing. And there were both wiener jokes and also just, ha, ha, science, you have a, a, a wooden thing. How dumb. <laughs> I guess we don't need metal anymore. Ha, ha, ha. But we didn't look that deep. We just sort of 
Right. It was actually my thing. first science, like official science segment on the show. Oh, well, there, there. Oh, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so do you, are you providing us an update or are we just, is this just sort of, it's related. Okay. <laughs> Let's find out more then from Booby Frankenbooger, uh, who has come out of the show today to talk about it. Tell me more. And what is the latest regarding the wooden satellite and why it exists? Yeah. Frankenbooger reporting. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, the satellite story was back in the day was just a Japanese research company was working together with some uh, some wood provider mm. over there to to do some tests and plausibility studies and, and hopefully build a, a wooden satellite that would go into orbit. And and I remember at the time having some skepticism about it, like why is this really going to be because they were talking all about how it was going to reduce you know, clutter in space. And I was, I, I was very skeptical about that idea, but this is a little bit different. This is, there's, um, there's a, a, a wooden satellite that is going to be sent into orbit, hopefully by the end of this year, that was made uh, by students in, I think the Netherlands, uh, working together with a plywood company called Wisa plywood, um and uh and yeah they're gonna they're sounds like it's owned by jar jar binks yeah i was gonna say jar jar binks uh, plywood. concerned <laughs> we need some yeah. wood me supply wood <laughs> exactly oh wait so, yeah, that, they don't mean me supply wood right no it's w-i-s-a okay Wisa. Okay. i thought it was like no, but, we but that is probably like a an wood. intentional subliminal well it works even if it isn't yeah we yeah. supply wood. Oh, wow. Clever. Yeah. We yeah. supply wood. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so they, um, so th- the model that they're basing this on is it's a really small satellite, first of all. It's 10 centimeters cubed. Mm. Uh, so, and it's based on a CubeSat model. Have you ever heard of CubeSats? No, <laughs> never in my life. A CubeSat is this uh, is this this model for a satellite that is supposed to be incredibly scalable, very small, and a ton of the the satellites that are being sent into orbit to provide um, internet, mm. I think, are using the CubeSat model. And they're, they're just very small, easy to put together, and you just light and you just throw them up there with like one or two little instruments in them that do a little thing that you want them to do. Maybe it's collect, you know data or take pictures or just send a signal or whatever you know it's very small you just throw something in there and then you shoot it up into space Mm. and then um and then it does what you need it to do it's supposed to be very the idea is for it to be really easy to do and for for companies and research institutions to be able to more easily access um this type of capability Mm. And uh, that's what they're basing this on, this uh, wooden satellite. They want to see if they can create it out of plywood and and uh, and do it. And it's, um, so it's, it's easy to see this sort of thing as like, you know, how serious could they be? They're just doing an experiment or this is just a fluke to get people focused on, you know, the, what work they're doing so they can get more funding, blah, blah, blah. But it sounds like they legit want to build a wooden satellite for actual reasons and this isn't just Maybe. a fluke i don't i don't know if it's for actual reasons i actually suspect this is just an a sort of marketing ploy by the <laughs> plywood company they saw like oh there's some people 
that are making these and they're using our plywood to make it because okay the cubesat is 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 what it is but there are like other versions of the cubesat idea that get used and this one that they used is called kitsat and it's specifically an educational satellite build platform for students right and so the kitsat is a cubesat model but it's the idea is that it's made with cheap easy to obtain materials that, so students can just learn and it's not actually intended to be put up in orbit any of the kit sets mm. are not intended to be put in orbit but it's like if this were made out of space ready materials it could go into orbit so it's a good mm. educational tool like like you're kind of building a real satellite it's just that you're making it out of something that couldn't really go into orbit right, right. what's going to happen is if it did uh Aliens would find it kind of Picard style and go, you know, Captain, I the satellite appears to me made of wood. And they go to commercial, right? <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's what this feels like. One of those one yeah, of those episodes. By the way, I found out when we first talked about this, it was January seventh, a Thursday, uh, of course, because that's when we started having you on. January seventh, twenty twenty one, thanks to Bombats in the chat. By the way, you can search through the uh, TMS archives like you can film sack. He's got this URL tms.quicksack.lee and uh, it works just I like love, FilmSack does. It's, it's I know, I do love the fact that QuickSack is kind of now the generic term because he's doing it for uh, soundography. Uh, I imagine I, I can probably get Coverville going with that. It's pretty cool. Does, it, does he have like like show notes in or, or like notes about the episodes oh, yeah. in the oh, database yeah. or something. Yeah. 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 But it's all our Probably. dumb, it's all our dumb red titles show notes. So it's not right. like, right. okay. But you, you can know. say, you know, wooden satellites with Bobby, as long as that was the title. Right. Or as Bobby's long as that was the, the dumb thing yeah. that you guys said at the end of the show. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. It's all cool. It's very cool. It just digs into the that RSS feed and uh, you can find stuff from all over the place. Like, <laughs> let's see. I'd, I'd search for the word shit just to see if we ever put it in our notes. <laughs> It's about 12 episodes where we swear in the notes. Yeah, and uh, that sounds about right. Something like from uh, episode 640, or no, 695, Tomorrowland Today. You go all the way back. 499 was called Nugget Fetish. Mmm. <laughs> Nugget Fetish. Anyway, uh. Uh, you can also uh, do that with FilmSack and everything else. So go go check out that URL. It's uh, uh, tms.quicksack.lee. All cool. right. Uh, well, that's fantastic. Square, uh, uh, sorry, wooden uh, things are great. We like wood. More wood is what we're saying. And yeah. it's not like, you know, you can't really biodegrade in space without any oxygen or... That's what they always say. They always say... Yeah. <laughs> they literally, literally, this satellite is just going to go up with some antenna on it and, uh, and an arm with a camera on it. It's going to take a selfie. It really feels just like <laughs> there's probably going to be like like burned into the side that the selfie can be will say like we supply wood <laughs> right right yes i can't and, hear you um, say that without thinking jar jar banks brian killed yeah and destroyed too. it yeah. Yeah. one thing that they are doing that apparently that does sound actually pretty neat is that they're going to be broadcasting on um on an amateur satellite amateur radio channels for satellite communication they're sort of testing uh, and demonstrating the accessibility of radio amateur satellite communication on low power receivers dedicated to amateur radio so this it will sort of test out if it gets up there successfully it will sort of test out that ability which could be another way for to to really just be opening up um satellite 
science, you know, this this kind yeah. of stuff, which sounds on the one hand, that's exciting. But on the other hand, I kind of worry. What does it mean that we're going to just like open up the ability for anybody exactly. to just like crowdsourcing, <laughs> throwing junk in space. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah let's fill yeah. it up. More junk. All the better. That way we get to Wally yeah. times where you got to push through a ton of it to get out. Exactly. Yeah. Love yeah. that idea. Uh, all right. Well, Bobby is always great to get an update on this and to chat more. Uh, anything else going on here? Let's talk about your show a little bit. Uh, tell people where they can find it and get more science in their lives. It's called All Around Science is our weekly science podcast. Last week, the, the latest episode out there right now, we talked about um, ants and how ants can be uh, can undergo some of the same effects that humans undergo when they when they are quarantined. They did a study on ants to and isolated them and saw how it affected their tiny ant brains. Do they get really conspiratorial and like uh, anti-vaxxy and stuff while they're all together when they're all separated like that? Or yeah, they all they all kind of form um, in the colony. All of these isolated (laughs) ants come together and form a queue on the ground. They're not really sure what that means. A great yet. big queue made of ants. I love it. Yeah. Do they it's move? Cute. Can they move as a unison? Like one big queue moving around the thing? That'd be cool. Yeah. 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 And then there's 17 of them. All right. I'm um. in. I'm in. <laughs> oh, 17 is the 17th letter. Oh my gosh, yeah. we've cracked the code. <laughs> Trust in the plan, you guys. Mm-hmm. Trust in the plan. All right. Uh, We're we're recording one more. I wanted to mention on Monday, you should check out the episode because right now there's a lot of talk in the news this week about the Johnson & Johnson vaccine being Mm. um, uh, sort of paused. Yeah. The the CDC and FDA recommended that and then everybody, you know, went ahead and paused it. And we're going to be talking a lot in our recording tonight on the episode that will come out on Monday about that and what that means whether it's a good idea i have thoughts about that Mm. um whether they should have done that and um and yeah i I think this uh, we're getting to a a troubling place in in public communication about these vaccines in a time when we're supposed to we, we really need to be um getting people as vaccinated as quickly as possible because we're trying to outrun and beat these variants that are catching up with us well not only that but there's this tendency i mean there's so many things in in that are happening in combination here right like you've got unprecedented speed getting these two people's arms yeah and what comes with that is hopefully a lot of efficiency and transparency but you can't avoid problems mistakes roadblocks and issues because that's just the nature of something this big on this level of rollout. And so I'm not surprised that stuff like this comes up. The AstraZeneca thing had a similar pause in somewhere in Europe because of issues that were similar to this. Yeah, we'll be talking about that too. But then there's the whole like, you know, somebody shared the comparison yesterday that, that regular old standard birth control pills increase women's chances of blood clots by some horrific percentage and always have. And no one yeah. t- cares about that. So there's also this public perception thing of blood clots. Bah, they're going to kill us all. Yeah. Even though right. you're right and you're thinking that as you're taking this pill you've been taking for 30 years, that increases your chance for blood clots way more than the Johnson Johnson vaccine would. So it's like yeah. this just crazy confluence of information, misinformation, confusion, rapid release, and then everybody mm-hmm. freaking out. And it's it's a weird it's a weird time, baby. 
Everybody's it's a good. really nuanced, tricky conversation to have too, because it is important what's happening and the results of these and everything. But, but you know, that's what we'll be talking about. So if you're interested in that, check out the show this coming Monday. It'll be out. Um, that's all around science. It's just get it. It's the name of the podcast. You can find it or just go to allaroundscience.com. Get it wherever you get it, everybody. Bobby yep. Frankenberger. We'll see you next time. Bye Thank now. you. Bye now. Bye. Bye. From Bye, Bobby. <laughs> All right. Bobby has left the building. Boy, that Bobby tab, has left the building. The Quicksack tab is a memory hog. I got to close that. Ooh. Hmm. Look at my memory. Yeah. Look at my RAM. Look at it go right. and watch it drop again. Whoa. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's be done with that. We are done with that. Let's move on to this. Time for the news brought to you by. By the way, did you know today's episode number is 2099? That's awesome. Like yeah, we're, we're almost, it's, it's uh, like If we were a Marvel series, we would have come up with one good character and a bunch of really <laughs> crappy ones. Nice. That's yeah. how awesome it, uh, the, the, this is. We're not going to have uh, any yeah. zeros for a while, by the way. Think of this. We're not going to have any... Uh, no, what, how does that work? Yeah, not until 3,000. We'll have zeros tomorrow with 2,100. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll have zeros at the end of the number. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> just that first number okay anyway right, right 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 yeah, the yeah. second number won't be a zero for for a long time <laughs> uh yeah all right so coming up today on coverville it's roy orbison uh he would have been celebrating his birthday uh next week would have been 85 roy orbison so uh grab your your pretty woman and uh ooby dooby yourself down to coverville coverville uh, coverville.tv or twitch tv slash coverville and uh, here's some covers of and by Roy Orbison, you're going to hear stuff uh, that you maybe have never heard by folks like Los Straitjackets, uh, The Flanders, Morrissey, and Hootie and the Blowfish, just to name a few. It's not going to be Diamond Dave with his cover of Pretty Woman. I'm not doing Pretty Woman by uh, Van Halen. It's it's a great cover, but uh, everybody's heard it. Maybe you haven't heard the one by Pomplamoose. I have actually, and it's very good. I like that one. It is very good, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so there you go. That's uh, Coverville coming up at 1 p.m. Mountain Time today at Coverville.tv or Twitch.tv slash Coverville. I will admit, when I was younger, I used to think that anytime Rory Orson showed up in something, like the Traveling Wilburys, for example. Yeah, yeah. I just, it just felt like they were all bringing their grandma with them. Do you know what I mean? It kind of did, right? Because, yeah. I mean, even George Harrison and uh, Bob Dylan weren't the age of uh, Roy Orbison. But, but he also uh, just yeah. kind of looked like a little little Catwoman. Just like a little... <laughs> I don't right. mean Catwoman exactly. like Batman Catwoman. I mean, like, you know, a cat lady. Like, yeah. he just looked like a lady, had the big cataract glasses on, and then he'd sing Pretty Woman. And you're like, oh, right. Okay, that guy, that's him. We know him. He's cool. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Just a weird. Uh, yeah. Thing. Born in 1936. So, um, 85 by my count. Am I doing that wrong? Wait, he, he would have been 85 wrong. or died at 85. Would have been. He he died at uh, the age of 52 in 1988. I th- but, really, uh, he was only 52. I know. Yeah. <laughs> what? Okay. Now it didn't I'm look really... like it, right? For no. for someone who looked like the grandpa that they brought along to the traveling wilderness, he just always had kind of an old soul kind yeah. of look. Guess he always did, even when he was a lot younger. But that's young to die. It is. That bums me out. Um, yeah, I would have been. Um, yeah, my mom's eighty-two, so yeah, he he would have been just older than her. I'm curious. Like Bob Dylan was nineteen thirty-seven, nineteen thirty-eight. They're about the same Dylan age, right? Born? They're pretty close. Oh, forty-one. Okay, so. 
Bob Dylan's going to be turning uh, 80 in May. <laughs> what? Yeah. Wow. All right. Yeah. So a couple grandpas <laughs> in the traveling wilderness. Times are a changing, as Bob Dylan might say. They are. Yep. Yeah. So watch for that. All right. Uh, a man. There's a story about a man. A man. Man. Accidentally shot himself in the face. No, he didn't do that. He shoots himself, oh. not in the face, uh, <laughs> while trying fish. on a pair of pants at a Walmart dressing room. Oh, mm. well, you know, as you do. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you do. Did this you go, happen at my son's Walmart? I'm curious because it sounds like something that would happen at my son's Walmart. <laughs> does, he, does he have stories a lot about weird things that happen there? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the most recent one? Yeah. This one crack, cracks me up just visualizing it. All right. So uh, um, they you know, re- routinely go through and when it's closing time, the closing crew comes in and um, they close all the doors. They go through all of the aisles, make sure nobody's in there. They go through all the bathrooms, etc. And one of the guys that that works with Tristan looked under, you know, went to the bathroom, the, men, the men's room, looked under all the stalls, saw the shoes and, and bottom of the pants that he thought belonged to one of the people he just let in, one sure. of the closers, right. and didn't think about it. And um, uh, turned out to be, you know, a customer that just was stuck in there, like in the bathroom. But here's the best part. So uh, as soon as they close the doors and, and start doing the closing and Tristan's cleaning, you know, doing his uh, counting his till and all that stuff, making sure everything rings up. They turn on their music that they like to listen to while they're closing. And as soon as they do that, this guy comes out of the bathroom and just starts dancing in one of the aisles. Whoa, really? <laughs> just, like, just like randomly dancing in one of the Oh my gosh, that's great. Did we get any cameras so like, out? Get the cameras out. They didn't have cameras out. I'd be like, Tristan, can you please uh, come back to the bathroom area by menswear, please, Tristan? It's... <laughs> Tristan escorted this guy out who was, was he whatever he was, was he, on. He was stoned he was, or something, uh, or something loving about. that music mm. and uh, <laughs> you know, just visualizing. What I'm visualizing is the uh, the Fortnite dance. That's what I want it to be like. The oh yeah, that one. I love the Fortnite dance. Hey, uh, chat room. If somebody could give, uh, I'll gift that. If someone can clip Brian dancing <laughs> when he first danced there at the top of the story or the mid part of the story, I would love that. Yeah. Someone send that to sure. me. Sure, sure, that'd be great. Uh, well, this guy, not at your son's Walmart. Anyway, not at my son's Walmart. No. Okay, all right. He was rushed to a hospital after police said he accidentally shot himself while trying on pants inside of a dressing room at the McMinnville Walmart. McMinnville. McMinnville. I don't know where that is. Uh, I'm looking through the story and I'm not seeing it. I don't see it either. Um, I'll look else, it up. We have oh, a hospital you keep name. telling the story. I'll figure out where McMinnville is. Uh, it says the shooting was reported Friday afternoon inside the store on North Chancery Street. There's another hint as to where it is. Hmm. Uh, okay. McMinnville police say the man had entered a fitting Tennessee. room to try on his pants, and his pistol fell out of his pocket, hitting the floor and discharged. It struck him in the leg. Oh, right next to his peen. Tennessee, by the way. Oh, it's Tennessee. All right. <laughs> yeah, I'm seeing Oregon, Arkansas, just south of Portland. Like, you know, uh, this one, this one is uh, McMinnville, Tennessee. All right. The man was transported to Ascension St. Thomas River Park Hospital. They should shorten the name of their hospital in McMinnville. Yeah, really this really long with a bullet lodged in his leg. According to investigators, an update on his condition was not immediately provided. No other injuries reported inside of the store. The incident remains under investigation by the McMinnville Police Departmento. Oh, there's the three part. people. There's three people, by the way, with clips. That's uh, fantastic. You guys, Johnny yes. on the spot. J.K. Here. Grammar first, and uh, then BioCow, and then Captain Kipper. 
All right, what I got to do is, oh, look at this. All right, I'm just going to quickly capture this because if I don't do it now, I'm going to forget. So <laughs> hold on one second. I have a little process here. Sure, sure. please do. just this a moment. Good. This is yeah. a good gif. You never let a good gif go. I always In the meantime, say. I'll tell the joke about, oh, I, I feel like I'm dying. Can you please take me to Ascension St. Thomas River Park Hospital? <laughs> <laughs> you can't get it out. Yeah. Where do we need to Because he this died, see? Yeah. Taking so long to say the name of the hospital, see, That's that he fantastic. died. It's fantastic. All right, I think I got you in full rotation here. There we go. All right, we'll take care of that later. Thank you, everybody, for your participation. Brian mm-hmm. is now immortalized in the dancing gif once again. Good, good. I'm sure that will only be used for good and not used for evil. Never for evil. Never. Uh, hey, there's one I pulled for you. The Who. Remember the band The Who? I love the band The Who. Still love the band The Who. Yeah, they're still together. They 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 do the the belly out at the. Uh... <laughs> that is their greatest hit. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'd like to see his <laughs> on Scott's copy of the Who's greatest hits. The first thing is a picture looking up Pete Townsend's shirt and seeing his belly as yep. he's doing the windmill, flopping around, waiting for a football to start up again. It was great. That's right. Exactly. Well, anyway, they're re- reuniting <laughs> with Heinz after fifty mm-hmm. years. Heinz, like the ketchup people. Ketchup. Yep, and the Beans people specifically. And the Beans people. After 50 years to launch limited edition Beans Means the Who Can. That's awesome. Are you into this? Do you want one? I want to buy one of these cans. I want one of these cans. Yep, it's pretty great. The Who are marking, you- or, let's see, marking the release of their new expanded edition of, quote, The Who Sells Out, or The Who Sell Out. And raising yeah. money for charities with their Heinz Beans means the Who Cans. So have you? You remember that album cover, right? It's got uh, vaguely, vaguely. It's got Townsend using a massive bottle of deodorant under his armpits, and then it's got uh, uh, Daltrey sitting in a bathtub full of full, chuck full of uh, Heinz beans, uh, Heinz uh, baked beans. Really? Yes. That's foul. I, why do I not know that? Out. What's the name of the album? The Who Sell Out. The Who Sell. So it is that album. All right. It's that album. Yep. I'm pulling it up. <laughs> oh, I don't like it. <laughs> He's got like beans <laughs> dripping out of his face and stuff. The uh, He apparently was in that. It's uh, so, like the beans, like giant can, but they had to uh, use other cans that apparently were in uh, a fridge. And they dumped these these beans into this bathtub and they're still freezing cold and he had to sit in that bathtub for who knows how long while they were taking pictures and he got the flu from it oh you're kidding really he's lucky you didn't get like freaking botulism or something (laughs) botulism and uh hypothermia oh that's (laughs) so gross i couldn't do it i don't think which side grosses you out more though pete townsend's armpit well, his big old, big old schnoz in his armpit. He was or is better. It, uh, he was, Townsend was definitely in better shape then, so I'm not seeing that gnarly gut that he was <laughs> swapping around. So maybe not so bad. If I was getting yeah. the full like hairy maw there, I'd probably have more trouble with it. Right? Yeah. Fortunately, the uh, the the giant deodorant stick is blocking the uh, the hairy chasm of Pete Townsend's armpit. Yeah, but this other guy, he's probably got a bean or two made its way up his. Is holy <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure you're getting baked Boston, uh, or not Boston, but just baked beans out of uh, every possible orifice. <laughs> I do like Boston baked beans. Before I got off the sugar, that was one of my favorite little treats. Mm. Oh, I love Boston baked beans. Mm. Yeah. A whole handful of those yep. right now sounds great. 
I can see beans for miles and, and miles. miles. I can see beans for miles. <laughs> I've been shitting them for weeks because I was <laughs> uh, Here's one from uh, Brazil, a breaking story from Brazil. Uh, this is uh, important stuff. Brazil is building a brand new statue of Jesus. You know, they got the big the big one there, the big Christ right. the Redeemer thing. Uh, what is that outside of Rio de Janeiro, uh, Christ ascending? No, Christ, what is that called? Christ the, the, Redeemer. the Redeemer. Christ the Redeemer, right. Yeah. And it's, um, He's got these coupons. Yeah. And he's got to redeem them. Yeah. If he doesn't act now, <laughs> the deal's going away. Somebody needs to, like, do coupons in his hands. <laughs> I see a cartoon coming. He knows a good deal when he sees it, is what we're saying. Yeah. Anyway, sure. they're going to make a new one, and it's bigger than that one. Uh, that's crazy to think, because that one's already huge. Um, so they're, a huge statue is under construction. This is another one of Jesus. Jesus. In the southern in southern Brazil, it will be even taller than its famous counterpart in Rio de Janeiro, the Christ the Protector statue. Oh, yeah, is being built in uh, Encantado, a small town in Brazil's southernmost state, Rio Grande do Sul, by a local organization named Friends of Christ Association, or the AA Cristo. I, they come fix my car when I get stuck on the freeway. <laughs> the double A Cristo. Yeah. Uh, made of steel and concrete, it stands 43 meters, 141 feet tall. That is tall. Uh, 16 feet taller than the one, uh, the Redeemer one. The organization said the statue will be the third largest statue of Jesus in the world after a 294-foot statue currently under construction in Mexico and a 172-foot monument in Poland. I didn't know that existed. Didn't either. That's crazy. We only think of who's the real Who's got one. the biggest Jesus? Yeah, where's who's going to have the biggest Jesus and why? Hold on. Poland... Right. I want to see this Poland Jesus statue. But the, the Polish one doesn't have a cool name like uh, oh, Christ. It's huge the, though! Oh my gosh! Is it really? Put a, yeah. put a link in here. I'll put, put a, you. I'll give you a link. Uh, a linky poo yeah. in the. I'll put it in the chat and you can click it there. That's just crazy. Here, chat. Well, I'll show you for those who are too lazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just. It depends on the angle. Christ Almighty! Yeah, it's big, dude. I didn't know that was down there. He's got a big old gold crown, and he does, yeah. Stuff going on there. That's cool. Wow! All right, they've got the biggest Jesus. Yep. Oh, there's one where they're working on it. They're putting the head on so you can see the size compared to those tiny people. Oh my god! I won't be happy until they animate the arms. Yeah, no kidding. Look, I I'm gonna just say I'm gonna say a controversial thing. Oh no. <laughs> I think this would this would horrify the actual Jesus. I think he oh, would sure, see this and sure. go, "Really?" <laughs> like the way I'm just saying, as best we can I gave from you what, the shroud. Was that not <clears throat> enough? From the from the historical record that we have, he was not big on big fancy displays of anything. Right, like he would look right. at Catholicism alone and go, "What are you doing? Like what's with the hats and the gold everything? Come on." <laughs> Like it just feels like it's just out of Play the enough already enough. Yeah, it's really <laughs> st- stupid to me, but whatever, <laughs> whatever. I do like Allure for real suggestion. Christ the Transformer. That's the that's the statue we need. <laughs> what, is he, exactly. what does he turn into though? That's important. What's his What's uh, his motor? He turns into a. It has to be a car or a jet a, a or Subaru. something. It'll a be a Subaru. Subaru. <laughs> uh, a really sensible car. That's right. <laughs> uh, it's good. Although those yeah. are too much money yeah. now. 
<laughs> but but it has to be Subaru Gnomic. Forester. Really, it's going to be a, a nice, a reasonable 2006 uh, Subaru Forester in uh, in green. Right, right. Uh, well, people, in the, oh, Pope Mobile is not bad. Um, but That's but you, not bad. It's yeah. got to be some vehicle. It can't be. Somebody said church. It can't be a church. It has to be a moving. It has to be a vehicle, vehicle, like a plane or a train or a car or yeah. This, I like this idea a whole lot better than what they do now. Because what they do now is just embarrassing. It's like, come on, you guys. How much money are you spending yeah. on these statues? Who's it for? Who's it for? What are you doing? What's this for? Go Seriously, J.K. Grammer found uh, somebody already made a Christ the Transformer. Shut up. Yeah. But oh, it it's... looks like he just he just turns into, like, Battle Christ, basically. <laughs> okay. Well, that's not as cool. I want to try. No, but I want to 3D print this. Where can I 3D print this? Um, oh, I'm looking at it here. Look at that. Yeah. It's really, really cool. Okay. I'm in. Sign me up. <laughs> Laura Man gets points, though, for saying that he turns into a Chrysler. Oh, a Chrysler. that's really good. That's awesome. That's really good. It's too good. You have to leave the chat room and ascend to a higher plane. That was too good. <laughs> That's right. If we had a throne in the chat room, you'd be sitting on it right now. For sure. Okay. Uh, that's it for your news. We're going to take a break. When we come back, my sister Wendy will be here. We've missed her. Haven't had her for a couple of weeks. We have. Yeah. I've forgotten what she sounds like. I, I hope I, I hope I can remember what she sounds like. Well, she's got <clears throat> some advice for a listener who's got some questions. And uh, that's all coming up next, cool. right after this song selection from the vast library of Brian Ibbett. Yeah, so Indie in the Middle Time, and um, this one, if you're if you're a fan of, uh, like I am, of talking songs, you're thinking, what talking songs? What are you talking about? But uh, like One Night in Bangkok is a good example of that. Ta- uh, the, you know, Murray Head. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Flash of the Pan. Hey, St. Hey Peter, another good kind of talking song. Um, this is along those same lines, but this one's about a specific place, specific as a matter of fact, in the title, it's called 91st Street. Peter Kleinhans uh, sings about um, the graffiti, the the uh, the the city around 91st Street, and I kind of really dig this. I don't know what it is about it, but I really really like this. Uh, from his album "I Was Alive Enough" from last year, here's Peter Kleinhans and 91st Street. Don't you? Don't you? Don't you? I'm under the city. You 
vandalism. Trap is dazed and in one and Malta. You don't have to try hard to put your ear to the wall to hear the music that they're making and the space that they are taking underground. That's how it is. Just some kids is the whiz. If you wanna play the game, you gotta pinch your own paint. Cause only rich kids pay, and this world's not for saints. And the value of your work won't be found on an auction block. It's what they say about the style of your piece. Move your feet, lose the heat. On 91st Street. On 91st Street. On 91st Street. History today. Today is tomorrow's history. <laughs> He didn't even say this is the morning stream. It's just you bleed no, just, just fine. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, just uh, wow. All that's right, right out of that. I don't know how we got that in there, but whatever. I'll take it. Hey, we're back, everybody. Thanks for hanging in there. Oh, the song again, Brian was. Oh, song again was Peter Kleinhans. The song is called 91st Street from his up or sorry from his already released album. I was alive enough. Oh well, all right then. Aren't we all enough? Enough, everybody. Everyone knows after two long weeks, you might call it a drought. We finally have yes. the triumphant windy release. drought. Yes, very windy, dra- a drought. windy drought. It's very windy today, but that's not what I'm talking about. We're talking about windy, the drought of windy. Windy Dunford, my sister, who's uh, on the line with us now. Hi, Windy. How are you? Hey. Uh, it's guys. been a while. Hey, Hi. I said not see mom on um, <laughs> Sunday last Sunday. And uh, I don't know if you saw that picture of, of mom. I did. She looks fantastic. She looks amazing. I want brain surgery. Yeah. I, you know what? I mean, I'm not, she'll never hear this. And I, I'll tell her this anyway, when I see her, I'm going to, we're going to go up there this weekend, but she, um, she is so turned around. 
Like in so many different ways. She lost a bunch of weight in a good way. Not like a, you know, surgery destroys your body kind of way, but in a, you know, excess sort of weight kind of way. Her scars are all healing up really well. She looks amazing. She doesn't look 82. And she's moving better than John is. Like she's getting up. You know how she used to have that thing? She had to rock like five times to stand up and all that. Not anymore. She just gets up. And she was moving all over the place, walking all over the place, laughing, smiling. Gone are her her weird, like, I swear to you, the last 12 years, which is about what they say the tumor's life has been, uh, a lot of, like, her, I don't know, insecurities or her whatevers, I think it was this damn tumor. Like this- I, I am completely agreeance. Like, That's I joke so about weird. this, but I'm serious. Like, they took out her passive-aggressive gene or yeah. something? Like, it's gone it's gone it's not there anymore and that was the thing everyone's got one right maybe all of us have a little tumor we don't know about or something but it it's it's like a lobotomy in some way that's weird yeah and all the it's just a crazy transformation and i didn't expect it and she's so like sweet and kind to everybody and wants to ask grandkids about what they're doing and she used to kind of avoid all that and sort of hide over with john in the corner and i don't know it's just a weird thing so anyway that was pretty rad and, uh, so everyone, if you have a passive aggressive mother, get her a brain tumor. Yeah, get it taken yeah, out. Yeah, because you can do that electively. You can just give them a brain tumor. Yeah, just get one and get it taken out. And I mean, it's kind of fascinating brain science wise, though. I mean, it's pressing on the prefrontal cortex, right? On those, those front temporal lobes. Mm-hmm. And that is, as you maybe people might know if they've ever known anyone to, whose uh, personality changed after a car accident or sure. um, um, damage to that part of the brain. It really is where our personalities kind of lie in some ways, right? And mm-hmm. so it's fascinating to have pressure growing on that, and then it it's released. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah. I that, don't know, but I highly recommend it. It's pretty cool. <laughs> and she's got just so much more physicality, and she's just got more energy. And, like, I don't know. It's crazy. It's like it's, a new lease. Whereas she just started to seem old. She seemed her age. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and then this was. Yeah, that was, that's exactly right. She's seen her age. She now seems 20 years younger. It's just weird. But anyway, uh, very happy that's happening. And it's good to have you back. Now, we, uh, we've we been holding on to this email like a fine wine. Um, uh, only gets better with age. Yeah. <laughs> we were supposed to do it last week, but uh, uh, that was my fault because I – what was going on Thursday? Something happened Thursday. I don't know, but um, I have I like had, three ailments. Oh, Thursday. Brian had network problems. That's oh, what it was. So yeah, it was that's me last show. Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I've got like three uh, emails just burning a hole in my pocket, so – Ooh, Let's get, get them out before started. they cause some damage. Yeah, don't we that's don't right. no no we don't no new pants is my uh, that's how I get elected. <laughs> that's my platform. All right, wow. Here's okay. the uh, email we got. We're, we're, there's no names in this. We'll just read it as is. Um, I've always loved your segment, and I've never missed it. This was sent to you originally. Okay, now that's out of the way. Jeebus, where to begin? <laughs> uh, he says, I recently turned 47 and have been out of work since last May. That's almost a year. Um, Lost my job due to COVID and a little bit because of my attitude. Uh, I haven't been able to find a new job for a few reasons. I have back issues, degenerative disc disease, along with some poorly mended vertebrae breaks from 15 years ago. Uh, These issues cause pain and spasms every day, and I take enough pain meds and muscle relaxers to drop a small horse. Just a small one, though, maybe a pony, he says. Um, I I really like the tone of this. Uh, Anyway, Mm -hmm. I can't do the work uh, I have done in the past, like assembly, forklift driving, construction. Not that I'd want to do those things, which is another reason I haven't found a job. I don't feel qualified to do anything or do other than stuff that'll ruin my body. I've wasted this past 10 months 
and I should have been studying something to find a job. Um, but uh, I've just been thinking that I'm almost 50 and I just can't stand the thought of starting all over again. I have anxiety issues that take uh, two meds to, to curtail. I also have high blood pressure and high cholesterol, so you can imagine the literal handful of medication I have to take every morning. I have a liberal arts associate's degree and certifications in A+, and N+, uh, but those don't get me anywhere because I have no experience in the IT field. I volunteered at my daughter's middle school at the beginning of this year to help uh, set up Chromebooks and hotspots for their students. Uh, let see. I was hoping that they, or sorry, I was hoping that that would uh, help with one of the two openings that the district had in their IT departments. But even with the glowing compliments from every IT person, teacher, faculty member, etc., that I dealt with, and even both the vice principal and principal of the school, I didn't even get an interview. I find myself getting more and more depressed, which then makes it harder to even want to go look for a job. I actually had one job I actually liked and gave it up for a large payout and have been kicking myself ever since. For 12 years, I never had a dollar in my pocket and I'm sick of living week to week, paycheck to paycheck. The only thing I do have is the love of a great woman, my wife, and for the most part, it is the only good thing in my life. Not sure if this is a question or venting session, but whatever it is, I thank you for listening. Uh, And that's it. Uh, So, this sounds like a combination of certain part of your life, physical stuff, and a worldwide pandemic smacking all together at the same time in the middle of a life's intersection. And it sounds like a bummer to me. So what do you want to do with this, this person? How do you want to, how do you want to So I just want to read the very last thing that he wrote. He said, no, I'm not suicidal, but Mm. I'm still youngish. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. AKA, like he's he's holding on to that as an option. If uh, he's got that in his in his belt, if he needs it. Yeah. yeah, which is not uncommon actually. Um, okay, so let's start with this. Mm. Well, and I think first of all, you've everyone's got to acknowledge the pandemic. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's just take that for a minute. So this happened the other day. I don't know if you've been following um, <clears throat> the news in Minnesota. A little bit. But <laughs> rough. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, yeah, it's rough. And we, so we had a curfew on Monday night at 7 PM and I had the most, and, and this is n- not to trivialize what PTSD is. Cause it is totally different from this and b- beyond this, but there is a, a reaction your body does. That's like mini PTSD when, Things occur sometimes, and I had such a strange mini PTSD reaction to that, to being told I can't leave my house at seven after seven. Um, And this was it. I was like, I need pajamas. I need so much candy, and I need TV, and I need to make sure we have toilet paper and food. Like it was as if the whole thing came back. Right. The whole all like, and I've been used to it. It's Mm. not like. All of nothing is life is just totally normal again. It's not, but it is now a year into being used to some of this. Right. And, mm-hmm. um, but the, the lockdown and like hearing helicopters and like that happened in, you know, when Frank, um, George Floyd was murdered and, you know, so it's, it's like a ref- a flashback to that moment. And yeah, it's about, it's about, about, we're about there, people. right. May, May something was the day he was yeah, killed. May 25th, things was kicked off. Day. Yeah. So yeah, and wow. and then just this sort of flashback of the whole thing, and and I thought, well, that tells you everything. Clearly, I handle it with candy and pajamas and hoarding 
I don't know, chicken nuggets or something like it was so reflexive. It was strange. And it was interesting because I could see it all. Um, But that is like, you know, that could be triggered a hair second for someone who has spent a lot of time talking about this. (laughs) Like this is every conversation with every client and tons of people I, I communicate with about what this has been like for us. Um, so I've been thinking about it a lot, but it doesn't matter when your body goes, Oh yeah. Remember how terrible that feeling is? Here it is again. You know, just let me remind you now, again, I am not minimizing everyone else's pain. This is just my dumb little corner of, of the world and realizing like the underappreciated impact, the impact and the pandemic has had on people. Cause I think there's obvious cases, right. Where we can say, Oh, well that person lost a loved one. So of course their life has forever changed. Right. But even for many of us who haven't lost a loved one or, you know, you could kind of do your thing or you just liked working from home. It wasn't too bad. There are still impacts that maybe you haven't recognized. And, and that is going on here with this emailer. And I don't know, I guess I find it helpful to always chunk that like pandemic effect. Here it is and identify it and recognize it has made everything harder. Well, it's been a catalyst for things, right? If there's a crack in your relationship, it's going to make that crack grow bigger and faster. If there's trouble in um, your work environment, it's going to create like, you know, all these companies meeting on zoom every day and not having body language anymore. If there was already trouble, that trouble has quadrupled, right? So you can see that that this is this underlying current that needs to be acknowledged as part of his story. So that said, you know, maybe he hasn't thought through that with somebody else because we tend to just experience what we experience and sit with it ourselves. And then our brain makes up whatever idea it wants to make up about it. So, so there's one chunk. Then we've got this and how it's impacting, of course, the job market or the way he thinks about um, his prospects. Plus we've got the history with his, his um, work life. So here we are hitting a little bit of the middle of life and he's already got some health problems that at 50 is not a good sign for the rest of his life. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So we got a health chunk. We've got a job chunk. Sounds like the best thing he's, he's, got going for him is his family, which is awesome, which is a great place to start, right? Um, okay, so we can talk about what to do from here, but I just want to quick ask the, the two of you. Uh, have you wasted the last 10 months? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, just, just this no, idea. sourdough like a pro. <laughs> <laughs> right, because that's what's kind of tricky, right, is yeah. everyone feels like they just missed this window, but maybe don't realize that all of us had low key depression that entire time as well. Right. So someone posting that they've learned a new language um, while in quarantine or, you know, started their business, you can need to ignore them. Cause I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do feel like, um, like the last, <laughs> we say 10 months, come on. I mean, it's been, it's been mm-hmm. a year plus really okay. since. Yeah. And it's really been um, probably more than I really am realizing, right? As far as uh, how it's affecting my mood, how it's affecting my life. Um, I think I've probably been crankier lately, saltier probably. But, uh, uh, and I, it's probably just like, oh, I had all this time that was forced to stay home and not do anything and not travel. Why didn't I take advantage of picking up a new skill? Yeah, that wasn't 
miniature painting or <laughs> something you're painting. already into. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or, or the, or the New York times crossword. <laughs> well, I mean, you're, but, you're, uh, you're no short. Brian is never short on, on cool hobbies and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I know what you're saying. There's still this feeling of like, I don't know. I feel like I got all the minimums done, mm-hmm. but yeah. there's still a part of me that when the minimums weren't getting, when that was getting done, it was getting done. And then I was done. And then I was having to face this stuff down and facing it down often meant park myself on the couch with the dog and ignore the world. Like, mm-hmm. and that yeah. doesn't necessarily feel like time wasted. It just feels like unfortunate time spent. I guess. <laughs> right. Cause it's a different kind of, it's a different kind of uh, reward for that. Right. It's, it's, you know, being on the couch probably helps your psyche more than, Oh, I'm going to really quickly take a class on after effects or something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. you're doing better for your psyche by going hanging out on the couch with the dog. And I have yeah, massive and you're, respect. You're and, and pointing out something really quick that's neurologically helpful to understand mm-hmm. is that we don't learn new things when we're in a trauma state. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is all the luxury of hindsight as if time happened and nothing was going on. Right. It, it was going on. That's there were really literally days where I could not believe America was America. Right. And I, there were days <laughs> where, you know, if you, if you really listened to what people were going through, like really heard the pain, like it's collective trauma throughout the globe like that. You can't learn a new skill during that. Mm-hmm. Um, th- I, that was very clear to me in, in real life when we moved to Sweden and I was taking uh, Swedish classes and I'm, I'm there with all these refugees who had just recently been able to get into the country and have been through horrific things and teachers are trying to teach them. And it's, I had conversations with them about, they're just staring at me. They, they're not absorbing it. And I'm like, because a traumatized brain doesn't learn. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason it doesn't learn. And this is what, what's so I, I won't get on my soapbox about kids being in dangerous and neglected and insecure situations because they can't learn. Mm-hmm. And now you have a lifetime of, of that disadvantage, right? So, right. but this idea of like, we're so hard on ourselves if we aren't doing something, doing or accomplishing or how we measure ourselves. And that's what I really want us to get to with this guy is if you notice what he's saying, he's 47 years old. I rechecked his age. He's, he says he's almost 50, but come on, dude, stick with 47 for a little while. Um, yeah, enjoy it. Hang and, on to that, right? <laughs> Dig yeah, your fingernails you at the edge of that cliff for as long as you can. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. And just having the like storyline that how he understands his life. Um, I mean, our brain will pick the story that makes sense to us and also protects us. So he is listing all the ways he's not okay and doesn't know what to do. And he, and it sounds like, and this is true for all of us, something outside of him is supposed to tell him he's okay. Right? Like if we compared him to another 47 year old, who's got all the things he doesn't have, but has the, a terrible marriage and his kids hate his guts. I'm going to guarantee he'll pick his life. Yeah. over that person's right so it's the story and and the negativity bias that tends to sort of surface here um and so that and, and my example with the pandemic is the same thing our brain goes well what have you been doing rather than like brian you were saying like sitting on the couch was therapeutic mm-hmm. so a little mini re-trauma for me in my dumb easy life is that i need candy in my pajamas and i'm gonna watch you know 
TV all night. Like that yeah. is a, a protective response that we have a tendency to maybe not quite listen to ourselves or what we need. Um, yeah. and, and physical health is a big one here. So it sounds like at 47 years old, he is not well physically, right? Yeah, yeah got stuff going on. And that story, and maybe it's been this way for a while, maybe you know, it got to this point. You don't sort of have all of these issues. I mean, obviously he's he has this degenerative disc disease in his back. There's nothing he could have done about that. And that probably has snowballed into lots of different other things. But is there a different story about his health he can he can learn to listen to or write? Which is kind of the theme I'm getting at here, right? Which is the story you tell yourself. So let's give make you guys give us an example. What is a story that you tell yourself that feels really true, but someone in your life is always like maybe bumping up against it or like, nah, come on, or mm. it just doesn't quite fit, but man, your brain loves that story. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Um, wow. There are like so many. There are so well, many. Well, <laughs> I could give you like a, a theme might be victimhood, right? Mm. The story that you're the victim of something, that that's one we can all understand. Um, and when we're in it, man, does that it feel good? That it's tasty. To you be. know, there was me leaving, um, uh, what was a full-time job that I then said, I'm going to do part-time, uh, for, uh, to do, to focus on podcasting back in 2009, I believe it was. Um, and then the company did have to let me go just because of, uh, money coming in. They're like, well, Brian's only, Brian's only part-time. We can get rid of him and, uh, three trainers or whatever. Um, but I really play up the victim as like, yeah, I was probably ready to go out of that thing anyway, but, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but I never yeah. bring that part up. It's like, Oh, I can't believe I got fired from that job. It sucks. But I mean, that's, is that kind of totally, syndrome? totally. Okay. And let me give you the kind of core reason for that is we yeah. all have our ego. Sure, and, sure. And, it's much, much better to say that it was their fault than it was yeah. me leaving. Yes. And one way to think about this, and I'm going to give everyone a different word here, which is um, that we process information in a different part of our brain when our ego is in charge. Mm. So it's, uh, it's a, a type of processing and not simply like, oh, I got a big ego or my ego is in the way, but we actually like in a brain scan, we can see um, essentially where the ego lives and how it processes. And what's fascinating about it is it's very medial to the brain. Like you can see it, the lighting up is all sort of in the front and down the middle. And then when someone's in a creative or flow state or something like that, the brain lights up on the sides of the brain or the, you know, the activity lights up over there, which is so interesting, right? So this it's self-referential processing, essentially what it is. It's like, how does this impact me? Me, 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 me. And people have experienced this where you are stuck in self-referential. Everything is about you and you don't think that's what's happening, but you can tell because you're offended easily. Everyone's crap is about you. Um, and it's really hard for you to see it in any other kind of perspective. Right. Mm -hmm. So when our ego gets pinched a little, it's, it's because we're processing in a way that how is that connected to me? But what's fascinating, right, Brian, your story, just flip mm -hmm. it. Like, what a gift, right? It was the well, gift. 
And I do flip it when when it suits me, right? Like, yeah, I, yeah, like, that's the trick. That's the I trick. use that story for my bravest moment. Like, you know, I decided <laughs> to just take the yeah. leap and jump into podcasting and leave this job I'd been at for uh, twelve years or whatever. Yeah. Um, by the way, that company folded a long time ago. Yeah, they're like, not uh, there anymore. Shortly after I left. Yeah. <laughs> part of the story, man. Yeah, part, part of, the, of story. the story. And again, that's, there we go. I'll use that story, but I'm never using that in the victim version of the story. Sure. <laughs> I mean, this is a funny. Uh, so I was thinking, trying to think of this as well. And I, there are too many stories like this. But uh, to be sort of consistent with what we're talking about today and the timeline we're talking about, there's a couple. I'm not going to use names, obviously. There's a couple I know who uh, when the pandemic happened and during their early months of it and all of this, they were stoically like, we're not letting this bother us or stop us. We're doing whatever we can. We're going to be great. And they started all this workout stuff and they were going to be better shaped than anybody. And, and their diets were better than anybody. And they were going to do all this. And they started taking trips to Hawaii and doing all these things vaccinated or not. It was just like, let's go. We're our life. We're holding life by the tail. No one can tell us what to do. And, on the outside, it was like, man, we're all trying over here and you're not at all. And it's and part of me's mad at you for that. But part of me is also jealous you're going to Hawaii this week. And, you know, these mixed feelings of like watching this happen until I hope they're not listening or <laughs> <laughs> until about two, three weeks ago, find out that they are uh, bitterly separated and getting a divorce. And no, oh, nobody geez. knew this okay. was going on. Like this was all, you know, was it was hidden neatly under the veneer of the social media and the whatever. Not so green show. on that side of the fence. Yeah. And I well, will admit, not proudly, but will admit I took some uh, comfort in that. I went, <laughs> well, that's what you get for not being as careful as we've been. You guys really screwed over. You know, I like kind of took. Kind of, it's kind of kind of a weird parallel to the doth protest too much thing that, yeah. that a little bit that you yeah. like right yeah a little bit like, like when people showing go, off how happy they are and how perfect their life is and under the under the veneer of wisteria lane there's uh, uh lava and farts it's almost on. always true I tell every last listener here if you are writing on facebook how much you love your partner there are thousands of therapists that see right through that <laughs> <laughs> no just don't don't well, do it. shit, Send Tina a private put that on her feed like not long ago. <laughs> yeah, I don't do Facebook, so that doesn't matter to me. But like, it's so obvious. Holy cow, we all see it. So just say it privately and make it real. That should be the thing. Yeah. No, yeah, Scott, you're you're pointing out something important, which is we are human. So, our, as humans, we are social creatures. We need to know that we are approved of or loved or accepted or belong. And it's important. Right. And so, and also like, what am I doing is right or wrong. And so I'm looking at this guy and I'm listening to all the things he lists as his problems. Like, for example, he does this awesome work for his daughter's school and everybody loves him. And he doesn't even get an interview. We have no idea why he probably doesn't have any idea why. And the story though, because we got to understand why we're in pain. We got to, that's what we do. We make up stories. We, we, we need to understand things, but we're pretty terrible at actual, the actual truth. Now, if we could get someone to say, you know what? We didn't even give you an interview because everyone was lying to your face. We actually think you were terrible. Well, okay. Well, that would explain things, but man, that'd be painful. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's that um, this guy was already in line for this next bit and he just, it was a logical fit. Sorry. You know, 
There's mm-hmm. some explanation that no matter kind of what you do here from the outside, if we are always self-referential processing, then we are only going to see it as how it hurts us, how it serves us, et cetera. Yeah. Now, there's 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 a gamut here, right? There are people on the extreme where they don't do enough self-referential processing probably to be healthy. And then others who can almost get just stuck. And a place that's very common to be stuck in that type of processing is depression, addiction, all of those types of things where it's kind of like the rest of the world doesn't really exist mm. um, in if, unless it's completely related to how you are feeling that minute and what you are doing, right? Mm. So if you're in one of those positions, and I don't think this guy is, I just think he's in the sucks to be me self-referential processing moment right now. Mm-hmm. And the key here is to get out of it. And so a couple things. So you're in the middle of your life. You have not had a dollar in your pocket. You've been paycheck to paycheck. So what, why, and what can we do about that, right? The job loss, the great relationship, like there's all sorts of things going on here in this. It's very thorough. So I appreciate the thoroughness. Um, But finding out what he perpetually does that keeps keeps him in these states. I'm going to guess anxiety because he did mention that, right? Um, yeah, he did. That anxiety but he's on some at meds its, for it too, I guess. Some meds. Yeah. Well, cuz the anxiety at its core. So, so if you want to sort of I don't do a hierarchy of needs here. I would go, of course I'm a, I'm a hammer. I'm a nail with a hammer, right? But I would go for the uh I would go for the anxiety first because what anxiety is and does is it it's a form of hijacking stories, right? So it's really hard to find what's the closer closest to the truth or the one that's going to make you feel better or, or is it, you're just doing it for your ego or whatever. Like you don't know because you've got this thing coming in, stealing the story and changing the story all the time. So to tackle your anxiety would be a really smart beginning spot Yeah, and to get a sense of that. And then we move on to sort of the, what are these other things that you've done for so long that here's this weird chance you are halfway through your life. You can keep doing it like you've always done it or you can do it totally different. And that's what's tricky. Because if if the story is this and the story is, is true, this is your chance to rebuild your life in a totally different way. It's going to look different. You don't have the luxury of, uh, you know, a perfectly formed back and, you know, 20-year-old knees. So you, you have to be flexible to some extent. But there is a version of a whole step next life that you can get to. That's why we, you know, we kind of make fun of midlife crises. We're just like, oh, well, you got a new sports car. Well, people do weird versions of this all the time, and we can now make a joke about it. But what is your, like, where do you want to go? Like, some of this is just right before you. It's like, it's like you're 20 again, but you're not dumb. And that's the difference. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to be right. careful because that not being dumb is, uh, can be a very strong hindrance to taking some risks because you've, you know, you're old enough to know some things. Yeah. Um, and, and this is hard. I mean, I'm, I'm saying some of this, you know, just like briefly and quickly, but he's got to figure out what's held him back um, and see what we can do about that. And then figure out where to put some energy to do his life a little differently in the future. It's a whole, he's a not whole, so far off as he thinks. No. Yeah. That's, I, that's I agree. What's frustrating. I agree with that. I, I was going to say too, and this is maybe a whole separate topic, but I feel like it ties in a little bit. I was just reading some numbers on um, short-term and long-term economic stuff uh, based on, you know, impact of the pandemic and everything. And 
spending is up. Like the retail market is up uh, way higher than anyone thought it would be. The stimulus checks, uh, you know, they can show a direct result there, like all that kind of stuff. And it occurred to me that what happened is everyone had kind of a mid, not midlife crisis, but a mid pandemic crisis, maybe where they went, well, who knows what the future is? I'm spending it now on the thing I want. So I'm going to get my giant TV or I'm going to buy that car finally, or I'm going to, you know, I don't know, take that trip to Mexico or whatever it is. Um, people did it and did it in such a way that now the supply chain's all effed up because nobody can get chips and nobody can get, mm-hmm. uh, everything's right. all fouled up in the supply chains for different kinds of products around the world. And there's a very consumer's point of view, but, but I think a lot of people after a year were like, screw it. I'm just going to splurge on this thing. Cause who knows what the next pandemic who know, is, or who knows right. what the next horrible thing is or, or whatever. It's not, you know, this is all ephemeral anyway. Let's spend it and have some fun. Like that I think kind of happened. And everybody didn't squirrel it away and and put it in the bank and hold on to it and earn interest on it. They didn't. Do, nobody did that. They just said, all right, I'm buying that four wheeler because who knows if I'll ever get to do that again, you know, kind of feeling. And I don't know if that has anything to do with this, but it feels midlifey on a grander scale, you know? Mm-hmm. When do you well, lose I, you? Oh, I, yeah. His uh, financial woes won't be fixed with what you just described. No, not at all. <laughs> Not not at, not don't at all. Do but that. Yeah, right. don't Why do that. Why are you waiting at all. for that job? Yeah. Spend like there's no tomorrow. Spend. And my and my point is nobody should be. I mean, you know, I, yeah. my opinion is nobody should be doing that. We should all be careful and and more conservative with our with spending and things like that. But but they but people didn't. It's just a weird phenomenon. Like I feel like there was this old wisdom that when things got weird, people tightened up. That didn't happen this time. People spent. Uh, it would if it were longer term. And maybe, it affected maybe. more people. Yeah. Like yeah. this, th- this has not been a financial crisis for like always it, we're in the same storm, but not the same boat. Right. And that's I wanted to make that point clear as well. There's plenty of people who, <laughs> that I am absolutely not talking about, you know, like they're, right. they're, these are all just numbers. And then when you start to apply them to people, you realize, Oh, well, once again, we're looking at a certain, you know, here's privilege A through Z and here's unprivileged A through Z. And here's all the reasons why these people had less money and, and were kicked out of their, you know, their, their rent was killed or whatever, like all that stuff. I, I obviously there's, it's more nuanced than that, but, but it was an unusual thing because normally you can count on like, I don't know, nine eleven happened and everybody stopped spending money. Like it got real quiet for a while, everybody. And then this happened and I just feel like people are like, I'm doing it. Plus, there's more well, outlets for doing it. A lot of people stopped spending. For sure, they did. But right. I think there there was a uh, an, a a shift at some point because I, and again, like unlike any other tragedy or or challenge, I think any of us have ever faced is it's everyone. I mean, people's relationships have been rocked through this, right? Like, so even if even if like you didn't lose your job or get sick yourself or something, right? Like. So it's touched everyone. I also think the long, the sort of long slog of it, you know, unlike something else where I can go out and, you know, collect things and donate blood and there's actionable things. Our actions was to sit on our couch and not go somewhere to be helpful. Right. Like, right. Um, it's not like I got all that candy the other night and felt good. I felt awful. <laughs> like, 
turns out I've broken my candy habit and it made me sick. And I was like, this isn't working. Yeah. Um, but you know, what are our, what are our strategies? And, and, you know, if, if this guy maps out his life and answers that question, what are my strategies? What do I use to feel better to, and usually it's going to be a list of escapes, right? That's a very common one. Or how do I spend my time? Like if we take a really honest look at ourselves, um, and, and how we spend our time and where, where our money is, right. Can say a lot about what we really think as well, or where our energy or time goes. And, and just like a real honest assessment and, and you've got another 40 years to go, 30 years to go. I don't know. The life expectancy just went down, right. Uh, 30 years ago, what do you want it to feel like or look like? And here's what I really want him to do. I really want him to engage his wife in this discussion mm. and, this may be tricky because she's probably been dealing with his feeling crappy for a while here. And she's maybe carrying the family resources, you know, the family um, income or whatever. And so it may be a little tricky to be like, Hey hun, let's plan big for the next half of my life. You know? And she's just like, uh, shut up. I have to go to work, you know? So he's, he's in the chat by the way today. And he's been, he's been mentioning here, here and there about how, uh, you know, just awesome. She's been, they don't fight. She's, they yeah, don't have, rock. Yeah. yeah she sounds okay. like she's fantastic. Yeah. So I want, I want you to connect with her in this way where there's this conversation about what would you like? Um, what do we want the next half of our life to be like together? Right. So I've maybe mentioned this on the show before, but I've stole this idea from Esther Perel. Who's that? She's like a famous um, she, she invented Perel, the hand uh, sanitizer. <laughs> totally. So she's yeah. made a bundle on this uh, pandemic. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. So she uh, she has this idea, and I, I really like it, and I think it's been really helpful for my clients to think about your marriage in three acts. Uh, well, there are three marriages. Sometimes you have that marriage with the same person. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are three. And the first one is that very young new one where you're – that's the dumb stage, right? And you're learning and, you know, maybe you have a couple kids or you, you're you trying to build a life. And sometimes that does not work out. That's a very common first marriage to end kind of thing. And then the second marriage is sort of the nightmare teenage land. I'm in the second marriage, by the way. Um, and then the sort of, and that's if you have children. If you don't, it's similar in that, like, this is the midlife starts to creep into this one. Um this is the time you're supposed to be making your money and squirreling it away, right? Like there's all the pressures and the adulting that's so flipping hard happens in this second marriage. And then sometimes people don't make this one either. And then the third marriage is, you know, this guy and his wife are entering the edge of, which Mm -hmm. is, you know, this third round of, and often that includes retirement or these older years and like, right. And so if you think about, Hey, pretty lucky to have someone through all three marriages, but regardless, each block needs to almost be treated like a second or a separate marriage because you got to recreate, again, what you want in this life. Right. So we're so if those two met today, what would they want to do and build into their life, right? Oh, that's a really well, interesting ha- way to look at it. Maybe. Yeah, because you get used to each other's flaws and you're they're just built in and they just kind of happen and – but those things will pull people apart slowly over time. So the, we have a couple high divorce rates. We've got the um, seven-year itch is legitimately a, a thing. And that's that first marriage kind of ending. And is that then what that stands got, for? I've never seen the movie that's called that. I never knew what it meant. Yeah. That's what that is? You're seven, yeah. eight years in, you're yeah, like, oh, getting, man. 
Yeah, and, I, and I've heard that that's even like a misnomer, that it's really like the three-year inch or something. Yeah, and, and it depends because time has sped up a lot with some of these things. Yeah. yeah. So it's – and I would say it's actually a nine-year itch is more common. Eight, average, seven to right? nine is the – and it really depends on when you either bring a kid in mm-hmm. or you start making some like – you know, you get a mortgage or something. Stuff that starts to add strain Um so it can be as early as three years and about nine. Anyway, and then the second highest divorce rate tends to be when the kids leave home. Mm. So that's that second marriage, sort of like we didn't really take care of each other during this. And now the kids are gone and we've got nothing. That's pretty common. And we do it for the kids, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then that third marriage, it can like uh, retirement is like the third highest when people are like, I don't even like you Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's like deciding you want to make your third marriage, what you want to make it. So sit down with her yeah. and like, get really honest. These are going to be some hard conversations. And I don't and really even like you Bye. I can't get that out of my head. That, that is a funny way to just, it, I can't imagine, like, I'm sure this has happened to somebody, but the end of your long, you know, arduous child rearing years and you got to the end and you're like, I don't even like you. Bye. <laughs> I just can't, I can't picture it. All right. Sorry. I didn't mean to. They just have separate floors on a house. Like that's usually right. right. Separate bedrooms. Yeah. Separate exactly. bedrooms. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. So, so yeah, sit down with her, like ha- start having some really hard conversations. What does this look like? Like instead of still holding on to what you're supposed to be doing. Cause that is a big part of this storyline that I'm reading is that here's all the supposed to's and I get it. Yeah. You'll talk to your neighbor or your friend. They have the same supposed to list. There's, mm-hmm. it's hard to find someone who's going to go, Oh, hold on. Yeah. This is where you should be having your llama farm. And you'll be like, what? <laughs> I mean, you don't meet that guy. That guy's not going to come around and talk to you. It's going to be the one that says, look like my life. Do what I do, right? And this is what's cool about this age, and this guy needs to really embrace this, is to stop caring what other people think and figure out what you really want. And then the stuff that's in your way of getting that, deal with it. So I would assume that's anxiety. I would assume that's this financial stress. And I'm not – this isn't flippant or short, right? But it's the hard work of deciding what your second half of your life is going to be like mm-hmm. versus the easy way is consumerism, actually, going yeah. back to your point. Yeah. Um, the easy way. Because think about it. You get an Amazon package. Mm-hmm. You don't remember what you bought, but you get a little high, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah, you get a little you just buzz. That's great. Car. Yeah, yeah. Sure. for sure. So it makes sense. It's just shortcut brain treatment as opposed to long-term like surgery, which requires a lot more deep a deeper look and to figure out what some of these things are. We are comfortable even in our dysfunction, even when we don't like the things we're comfortable. And so that's, that's really tricky to start to dig into that and figure out what those are. So hopefully that's helpful. I mean, I, I think it's exciting and I know that people are like, that's weird. Like, it sounds like it's rough. I'm like, it is rough, but the rougher it is, the, the bigger, the motivation or the jump, could be and it can be awesome mm-hmm. yeah um, that's a, but you've got to do the work or you won't you're not going to get there and and that's what's tricky is we want that to happen to us not for us to do all our dig deeping and figuring out what we really want we just want to feel normal like the neighbor and go to hawaii yeah mm-hmm. but yeah. then when you strip it all down do you lava yeah. and farts yeah you <laughs> don't necessarily <laughs> Now they're in the thick of a really nasty divorce, and I don't oh, want to. I don't want to do that. And I'm trying not to take 
I'm not. I'm trying not to get um, satisfaction out of it. You know what I'm saying? Like you're trying to be generous. I'm trying to be nice. I don't want to. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I don't want anyone to go through that. But part of me is like, well, that's what you get. Yeah, jerks. Which is a whole other aspect of the pandemic that I don't like. Which is, you know, if, if somebody goes away, we don't like. Now it's it's easy to just sort of condemn them and shove them on their way. And I'm trying to do less of that. So anyway. Uh, a few people deserve it, but they're usually in public. <laughs> You're uh, not going to let everyone get away with it. No, that. not You're everyone. Right. Um, all right. Well, uh, this has, uh, I think, been great and a fine return yeah. to form here for the segment since we've missed it for two weeks. But don't worry, everybody. We'll be back next time with more. And we definitely have more emails. So uh, we'll, we'll keep uh, like pushing Keep them coming. We, they're, mm-hmm. we like to be picky sometimes. And it's hard to be picky when there's only one. That's right. Sometimes you guys get uh, embarrassed or nervous or you don't want to talk about it. You don't have to use your name. You can be totally anonymous like today. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll treat it like we, you know, like we would any, uh, anonymous person and not out you. We will not dox you is what I'm saying. All right. (laughs) Wendy, uh, have a fantastic week. Our best to the, uh, the, 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 all, all the children. Oh, uh, uh, real steps at our work. Anything going on? We should mention real quick. Yes. Except it's not quite ready, but it will be. Uh, yeah, we're going to start taking registrations uh, this coming, hopefully, weekend. Well, <laughs> I will send an email out to people, and I will not abuse your email. But, uh, yeah, we start May 1st. Gonna be, it's going to be great. This is so cute. I hadn't realized this, but um, the we have a Discord channel for everyone who's done it before. And uh, I have been lazy and haven't looked at it. And they've been having holding their own Monday night meetings. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. It's That's really awesome. cute because it's they miss cool. each other and just are checking in and keeping each other uh, happy. So it's it's a really great group. So if anybody is interested, go read about it. Realsteps.org. You got to go in there once May in a while. Round. You got to go in there once in a while. Make sure they haven't chosen a leader or decided who's going to kill Piggy. You got to watch. Keep, yeah. keep your eye on that. <laughs> you <laughs> never know. Uh, Wendy, we'll talk to you next week. Have a fantastic week and we'll see you then. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thanks. May your state not be in lockdown over uh, riots anymore. <laughs> I mean, really, mainly, can your police people quit shooting people? Yeah, just uh, being uh, right. Exactly. Maybe just less of that would probably help. A little bit, I think. Uh, no kidding. Um, all right. That's it for the show. There was something I was going to tell everyone about that I forgot. What was it? Shoot. I got That's why you write this shit down, and I didn't write it down, so I don't know it now. Crap. All right. Well, whatever it was, I'm sure it was great. Oh, tonight there is a core episode. That's not the thing. But tonight, uh, if you want to watch uh, us talk uh, video games at a in a very broad way, then check out Core. That's what me and Bo and John do. And uh, there's a lot to talk about. So check that out this evening at 5 p.m. Mountain Time live here on Twitch. Or you can catch the podcast after. Uh, yeah, Rock Runner's still going. Still going strong. Um, a new. Oh, a new. I know what it was. There's a new Fred and Can coming up today that is specifically oh. about. Well, it gives a little hard time to Zack Snyder and his big cut. Okay, that's all I'm saying there. So, <laughs> so check that out. Coming up right after the show, I'll be putting that together. I'll send it out in the newsletter with some other stuff, um, and uh, you'll have access to that. If you're not already on the newsletter and would like to get it sent directly to you, then you can do that as well. Go to frogpants.club and sign up today. Brian, anything else you got going on over there before we leave today? Just, uh, just doing Coverville later and. Uh playing some Marvel Avengers while music's playing uh, for Coverville between, you know, uh, during the sets. Nice. Uh, Cause it's the only time I get to play that game. 
<laughs> How's so, that going? Uh, Is that uh, it had a huge drop I'm, off? I'm enjoying it. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm uh, and I don't have any issues with the fact that the the characters don't look like the MCU versions just because it's, you know, I've been seeing versions of Marvel heroes for my entire life. So yeah, if you're a reader of the comics, none of this is a big deal. Mm -hmm. It's like really doesn't matter. And, um, if you're, (laughs) if you've been thinking about buying it, damn, now's the time it's like 25 bucks, uh, uh, online. So, and there's a good, there's like a 90% chance that if you play online, you'll end up with Brian because not enough people are playing it right now. So (laughs) I'm not doing any of the multiplayer crap. I I'm not a multiplayer in this kind of campaign stuff. Gotcha. I'm going to get through the campaign. I'm going to unlock some characters and I'm going to be done. There you go. That's what they always say until they get you. They get you. Until they get you. That's until right. Until they get you. Um, all right. A reminder yeah. that, uh, uh, what else? Oh, for, uh, patreon.com slash TMS is how you can support this show. You can do it for as little as a dollar a month. We are at the halfway point of the month. Still time to get in and get daily content that is uh, only available to you if you sign up, as well as other cool stuff. Uh, there will be a play date later this month, for example, and all that. So watch yes. for more as we move forward in time. Frogpants.com slash TMS for everything else. And now a song to go out on with Brian. All right. I can do that. Uh, Brian wrote in, not me, but another Brian. Oh, <laughs> said it's that time of year again, Brian, where I ask you and the rest of the T of uh, rest of TMS to join me in celebrating the anniversary of leaving behind the corporate shackles and joining the ranks of public employment. And while I have now worked from home for longer than I have in the office, it still seems right to mark the day by requesting a cover of another Iron Maiden song. If you can't find appropriate cover of my song choice, any Iron Maiden song will suffice. Still love the show though hey scott how about a booby oh oh it's been a while hold on it has uh, been a while booby uh well takes on a new context now that she's a, a new mom uh, right because that's what the baby says every day how about a how about, how about a she says to the baby every oh i guess yeah the baby could say it to her too all right here we go found it how about a booby there you go well done veronica <laughs> mother of one oh uh, and she used to do video game reviews on this show amazing yep. amazing times yep uh, all right, so how about a cover of how about a cover of Iron Maiden? This is uh, Iron Maiden's "Hallowed Be Thy Name," covered by Doogie White. Doogie White is uh, lead singer. Uh, he was with um, Richie Blackmore's Rainbow for a while. He actually auditioned to be a uh, touring vocalist for Iron Maiden, so he's got some Iron Maiden connections right there. This is from a collection called "Voices of British Heavy Metal" from 2010. Here is Doogie White. And hallowed be thy name. See you guys on Monday, except for you lucky few who are patrons and get TMSPM tomorrow. Mm, We'll see you then. I'm waiting in my cold cell. When the bell begins to chime Reflecting on my past life And it doesn't have much time Cause at five o'clock They take me to the gallows Sands of time for me.
show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.